Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. All right, guys, we got an update now on the Deshaun Watson suspension. Judge Sue L. Robinson now has now laid down a verdict on whether or not Deshaun Watson will be suspended. So over here on ESPN, sourced Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson suspended six games for violating NFL's personal conduct policy. Now, yesterday, the NFL PA put out a tweet and they said that they would actually accept the ruling of Sue L. Robinson. And that just told us that he would not be suspended for a full season. And the word is that the NFL PA and Deshaun Watson would actually sue the NFL if he was actually suspended for a full season. And we know that the NFL did want a full season. It's still possible, but uh, let's read some of this. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will serve a six-game suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy following accusations of sexual misconduct. Uh, Discipline officer Sue L. Robinson ruled Monday, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Players Union, in a statement Sunday night, made it clear that it will stand by Robinson's ruling and urge the NFL to do the same. Either side would have three days to submit an appeal in writing, in that case, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell or his uh, designee will issue a written decision that will constitute full, final and complete uh, disposition of the dispute per terms of Article 46 in the CBA. So six games. You know what? Rhodes just texted me. He said somewhere Calvin Ridley is like a WTF. Now, Six games, that seems a little low to me. It really, really does. We're talking about something like 30 women, even though the NFL, I believe it only interviewed like six or eight women. And Deshaun Watson gets six games. It seems like that's a really good deal for Deshaun Watson. This is why the NFL PA is not going to actually fight this. But uh, Roger Goodell still could actually um, suspend him for a full season. Um, Tom Brady is somewhere. It's like, wait a minute, man. I got four games for possible deflated footballs. Whereas Deshaun Watson gets six games for a whole bunch of unthinkable things with women. 
and he settled a whole bunch of these cases. Yeah, this is going to be this isn't over yet. I don't think I really don't. I think that the league is actually I think Goodell is actually going to have the final say here. I really do. Uh, Says last month, the Texans reached settlements with 30 women who made claims or were prepared to make claims against the organization for its alleged role regarding the allegations against Watson. Now, he is not suspended um, immediately here. He's still actually allowed to play in the uh, preseason uh, as well. Um, it says here, in the days leading up to Robinson's decision, the league and Watson's side did engage in further settlement talks. Sources told ESPN, ESPN's Dan uh, Graziano, but neither side ever felt they were close to an agreement. The most Watson side indicated it was willing to offer was a suspension in the range of six to eight games, according to sources. The best the league indicated it was willing to offer uh, was a 12 game suspension and a significant fine in the range of eight million dollars, sources said. So that is it, guys. Deshaun Watson, for now anyway, suspended for six games. Um, he's still going to play in the preseason. And uh, it's going to be interesting, guys, in the preseason to see how the fans actually react to uh, Deshaun Watson and the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, I do have a feeling, though, that Roger Goodell will end up having a final say because I do believe that um, there's going to be some backlash here for the NFL, for Roger Goodell, uh, with Watson only getting six games when I believe Zeke Elliott, if I'm not mistaken, Zeke Elliott got a a six-game suspension that that got bumped down to uh, four, if I'm not mistaken, for, you know, just one woman. Watson has like 30. So it's not over yet, but we'll have to see, guys. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, do you guys agree with the six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson? Do you think it's too low? Do you think it's too high? Should he have actually been suspended for an entire season? Because there's still some other, um, at least one other case now, because the word came down today that Deshaun Watson settled with three additional women today. Interesting, guys. On the same day the suspension is handed down, he settled with three other women. This is a head scratcher right here, the six-game suspension. We will see if it actually does hold up. Or will he get more games? Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word. 25% off now. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video. And we have talked about the People's Republic of California in many videos here on this channel. We talked about L.A. County. We've talked about the city of Los Angeles. 
Folks, these Democrat-run cities and states, they are doing some very, very shady things. If you guys remember, about a month ago, we put up a video about um, New York City, how they were going to they were actually going to allow non-citizens to vote in local elections. But uh, thank God that um, the state Supreme Court said, oh, no, you cannot do that. That violates the state constitution. Now, flash forward here, guys. L.A. County is doing something very, very shady as well. Folks, I do believe that the ultimate goal for these Democrats is to have some type of a world government. They don't believe in the United States of America. That's why they don't put citizens first. That's why they have an America last agenda. Now, guys, check out what Los Angeles County is now doing in the local government. Over here on Breitbart, Los Angeles ends citizenship requirement for government jobs. Government jobs should be for Americans, but not anymore. Not anymore. This seems illegal to me, but they're going to do it anyway. Just like, just like you know, um, illegal immigration is illegal, but um, apparently California is a sanctuary state. So they don't actually enforce immigration laws anyway. It says here, people in the United States illegally can now work for Los Angeles County with no requirement to provide proof of citizenship. Last week, the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to allow non-citizens to work in government positions provided The position does not conflict with state or federal law. Now, we know that they don't follow federal law anyway. So what does this even mean? People will still be required to provide proof of citizenship to work for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Authored by Chair Hilda L. Solis and co-authored by Sheila, Sheila Cool, the policy allegedly aims to better represent the, quote, community in city government. Quote, Los Angeles County is a community of immigrants from each corner of the world. You see what I'm talking about here, folks? Says Solis in a statement. And while our our county government workforce reflects the community it represents, there is room for improvement. This motion seeks to make clear that the county as one of the largest employers in the region, strives to be an inclusive and diverse workforce and is committed to not excluding nor allowing citizenship to be a barrier to employment. Well, how about this? If you got these jobs open, why don't you actually give them to, let me think, U.S. citizens, you know, regardless of um, a race or ethnicity? But you want to allow non-citizens in government jobs? This is insane. Solis noted an estimated 880,000 non-citizens live in Los Angeles and the county's public defender's office have received applications from non-citizens who are otherwise allowed to practice law in California but are disqualified From the application process because of the citizenship requirement, according to 
thoughts business. So hold on a second. You mean to tell me that there's lawyers that are non-citizens that actually want to practice law in, in government? Is that is that what they're saying? It says applications from non-citizens who are otherwise allowed to practice law in California, but are disqualified from the application process because of the citizenship requirement. Okay. Los Angeles County Public Defender Ricardo Garcia said requiring citizenship to work for the city government is tantamount to discrimination based on cultural, racial, ethnic, or religious characteristics. So now they're playing the race card. This is insane, guys. They're playing the race card now with this. Quote, barriers to employment based on cultural, racial, uh, ethnic, or religious characteristics are contrary to our core values. Citizenship overlaps these demographic characteristics, Garcia said. This motion by Supervisor Solis and Cool will promote equity in hiring and give the public defender's office access to the most qualified applicants for employment, irrespective of their citizenship status. An immigrant's experience will advance our mission, vision, and values to protect our clients' legal and human rights and enable us to more readily realize my goal that our employees fully represent the demographics of the population that we serve Garcia continue. Boy, this is insane right here. This is completely insane. Illegals working in governments in LA County. Folks, th- this is just beyond, I'm, I'm at a loss of words for this. And they're getting away with doing this. They're putting you, the American citizen, In L.A. County last. So if somebody crosses the border illegally and they have the qualifications, they're going to hire these people. They're going to hire them. This is just why do you people in L.A. allow this to happen? Why do you people put corrupt cronies in power over there? I just don't understand this. I don't understand this. Little by little, folks. They really just want a world government. If you let Democrats get control. And they're already in control in um, California, in L.A., overrun with Democrats. I know that they actually have um, a large Republican base out there in California, but um, it's two to one over there. Democrats. And these people, man, you know, we should just go our separate ways. You know, we're not even really a country right now, to tell you the truth. We're really not. If L.A. is going to do this, California, I mean, really, folks, there's no comparison when it comes to California and Texas, where I'm at. We're not even in the same country. We don't even follow the same rules. We don't even follow the same constitution because California is just violating the constitution. Left and right. They allow illegal immigration to run amok. They don't care. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. 
and we'll catch you next time. I'm back. Rudrians for our Black and White Network. Well, keeping track of Lori Lightfoot's failures in Chicago is quickly becoming a thing around these parts. I saw this article and I said, oh, shit, that's a video. Because uh, it sort of baffles the mind what's going on up there in Illinois. But it's much like many states and or cities, Portland, uh, Seattle, uh, around the country where crime is running rampant and it seems that the one thing that they all have in common is Democratic mayors, Democratic governors, Democratic DAs, all the above. What do they also have in common? Things like defunding the police and or yanking the balls off their police department so they can't actually do their jobs. Oh, uh, number one, let's just start this out. Let's start it out with the, the weekend tally of violence. In Chicago, how about 48 shot? 48 shot. Just shy of 50. Uh, five people are dead. And that's according to the Chicago PD. And then this comes out. Okay, this is from Fox News. And it's from a couple of days ago. Because it seems Chicago Democrats all of a sudden lost their tongues. They can't seem to explain why, in 2021, they had the lowest arrest rate in 20 years, even though crime is surging everywhere. Imagine that. Well, it's because they've, again, removed the sacks from their police department. That's not the police department's fault. But that would be one Lori Lightfoot, one Kim Fox, one J.P. Pritzker, or however in the hell you say your name, Pritzker, who gives a shit? You suck. Okay, let's look at this. Elected Democrats in Chicago remained silent when asked by Fox News Digital how they planned on addressing plummeting arrest numbers and police morale in the city while crime has surged since 2020. Chicago police made arrest in 12% of crime cases in 2021. How is that possible? The lowest rate since 20, 2001. How is that possible? As sweeping changes have been made in recent years as to how the department patrols the streets, including, and you're going to love this, restricting vehicle pursuit policies. And this just kills me. Ending foot pursuits. If a suspect runs from an officer or if someone commits a minor offense... They don't go after them. <laughs> I mean, say that out loud. <laughs> you know, I, I could laughingly say, shit, here in Texas, we're going to say stop or we'll shoot, and then we'll shoot. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Fox News Digital reached out multiple times to all these offices in question for comment. They didn't say a damn thing. Chicago has been rocked by crime in recent years. Homicides skyrocketed in the city 2020 following a drop in violence from the previous three years. The Windy City recorded 770 homicides in 2020. 
up 50% compared to 2019. Last year, the city broke a 25-year record when they surpassed 800 homicides. Now, somehow, someway, shootings and killings are down this year. 17% and 10%, they're down this year. Keep that in mind. They're down. 48 shot over the weekend. I hope that's not really considered a win up there. However, the city is still on pace to break the 600 homicide benchmark by the end of the year. The number of traffic stops and tickets have also dropped. The number of investigative stops fell more than 50% between 2019 and 2021. The overreaction to the fentanyl Floyd case. Additionally, the Chicago Sun-Times analysis showed that fewer crimes are being reported to police by residents and officers on the on the streets. I'm sure they're not because they're like who what is there to bother? They're not going to do anything. Man, that's 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 jacked up, but that's exactly how those citizens are feeling up there. Quote, I'm not shocked that our governor, mayor, and state's attorney refused to comment. Alderman Anthony Napiano uh, not piano, not yeah. Of Chicago's forty forty first word ward, my God, ward told Fox News Digital, their policies have led to the increase in crime and decrease in arrest. Just look at states of, state of Illinois' recently passed crime bill, the Safety Act. Oh God, are the Chicago's police department's most recent policy regarding chasing criminals on foot. And don't forget the state's attorney's track record of lowering felony offenses to misdemeanors and putting criminals back on the streets within hours. It's all disgusting. He also added, the situation in Chicago represents a political strategy motivated by the socialist wing of the Democratic Party, the squad. The socialists are implementing policies that handcuff our police officers and restrict them from doing their jobs. Then when crime gets out of control, they blame the police. There's more than one way to skin a cat. There's, there, this is a new script for defunding the police. The end goal is to destroy police departments and implement their own. In addition to rising crime-lenient sentencing policies that often result in violent criminals being released back on the streets have resulted in police officers thinking twice before arresting certain criminals. Wow. A police officer told the Chicago Sun-Times last week that officers hesitate interacting with, quote, criminals with guns due to prosecutors having a tighter grip on approving felony charges against criminals. In the past, I might see a guy with a gun in his waistband. I'd jump out and chase him. An officer told the outlet, quote, no way I'd do that now. In other words, it's not worth it because the Democratic Socialist leadership up there is not going to do a damn thing about that guy with a gun. Wow. Vote these people out. Retired Chicago Police Chief of Detectives Eugene Roy told Fox News Digital last week the morale department is low in part due to officers believing that elected officials don't have their back. You're not wrong. They don't. Quote, there's a fear among police officers that if they do the right thing, politics or other considerations, racial considerations might come into play and they might end up getting jammed, fired, criminally charged for doing 
the right thing. I'm pretty sure that police officer just said the police department is officially afraid to arrest black folks because they don't know if they're going to be the ones that are in a bind. Wow. Wow. It's unbelievable that that's where we are. 48 shot, five fatally in Chicago. Police officers, they're handcuffed. The police officers, they're the ones that's handcuffed. Lori Lightfoot is a failure of monumental proportions. Kim Fox, that governor up there as well. You got people that work in Kim Fox's office just bailing out. I'm done. She don't want to prosecute anybody. We're out of here. Lori Lightfoot, she's busy at Lollapalooza talking about my band Metallica. Should never come out of her mouth. Oh, I'm a huge Metallica fan. No, you're not. Go sit down. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, Lori Lightfoot is starting to become a real thing on this channel. I mean, she's... She, she, look, she flies right in with the Ted Wheelers and the Jenny Durkins and the anything that Soros has had something to do with, you know, funding behind the scenes, these socialist Democrats, they're running that city into the ground. And, and the only way this is going to stop, you've got to quit voting for these folks. If you're a lifelong Democrat, you need to understand what used to be my, a more centrist, slightly left of, of, of center Democrat it does not exist in your positions of power. You have the squad in there. You have people that are, are radically woke, radically progressive, and in turn, it makes them dangerous. They should not be in charge of shit. Nothing. Much less around the police department, anything to do with criminals, they're letting the criminals run the city. Plain and simple. Tell me what you think. Black and White Network supporters, peace, I'm out. Till next. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriance for Black and White Sports 2. Well, the news just came down that Deshaun Watson is only going to get six games, a suspension from the NFL for violation of the personal conduct policy. Now, there is still a chance here that Roger Goodell could step in and extend the suspension. My gut feeling is he will not. I I feel like they had this worked out when the news came out yesterday that the NFLPA and Watson was not going to appeal a suspension. I believe they knew then he was only getting six games and that uh, Roger Goodell and the NFL – PA and Watson had all come to this agreement. Now, I know they said that settlement talks broke down. That may be fine, but they may have found out this is what it was. Watson's camp said, you know what? 
you got off pretty easy here. I think he got off ridiculously easy. I think he could have gotten two years, uh, two full seasons, and then maybe they could have negotiated down to one. But you combine that with the fact that he actually settled three of the last four cases. There you go. What that does now is it removes Jimmy Garoppolo completely from the Cleveland Browns scenario. And that was a viable scenario if he was to get, say, 12 games to a full season. Well, now Jimmy Garoppolo still still does not have a home out there. and um, But <laughs> he's getting real steamed in New York now. And it looks like this is getting closer and closer to happening. Jimmy Garoppolo is in talks with the New York Giants. And, and the thing is, it sounds like Don Yee is actually talking to the Giants already, which is Garoppolo's agent. Okay? And this is, uh, we got 49ers Web Zone, and we've got uh, Niners Noise both involved in this. But uh, there's various sources involving this, too. Even more closure around Garoppolo could be on its way soon. Marco Martinez of 49ers Red Zone Podcast confirmed to me on Thursday that the veteran quarterback's agent has indeed been in talks with the New York Giants, who have had themselves a bit of a dilemma after electing to bypass on Daniel Jones's fifth-year option and signing veteran quarterback Tyrod Taylor to a two-year deal. Remember, Garoppolo currently has one year, $24.2 million left on his contract, but it's highly unlikely that he'll play this season at that number given the lack of available cap from potential suitors. However, since Garoppolo's contract is non-guaranteed, and since the 49ers have officially granted him permission to seek a trade, the veteran quarterback is free to negotiate a reworked contract with other teams, which can be agreed to when the trade occurs. For all intents and purposes, Garoppolo is a free agent who can work out a contract with potential suitors. Then, once that contract has been agreed to in principle, the 49ers and that team can execute a trade, gaining compensation now in return. Martinez's word came the same day the Giants quarterback Daniel Jones was seen struggling in camp, leading to a question whether the Giants may look to trade or even let Tyrod Taylor take the first-team stats. Uh, snaps and evidently he's looking really bad Daniel Jones is which is pretty surprising actually I actually thought he might uh, we might actually get some positivity out of Jones this year with Brian Dayball there but that looks like that may all be out the window New York Daily News's Pat Leonard wrote that Jones offense was a mess on Friday and even entertained the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo himself the rookie head coach, Brian Dayball, is only three practices in to his first Giants training camp, but Daniel Jones' first string, off, string offense was a mess Friday. Quickly, it seems that some at some point, Dayball may need to see what first string offense looks like with Tyrod Taylor under center, or maybe the Giants would entertain the trade for 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo after all. Now... What could that look like? New York invested in high-profile quarterback Daniel Jones with a sixth overall pick. Now, let's go down. New York owns all of its 2023 draft picks between rounds one and five and also has two seventh-round picks. 
still not likely to re- receive a hefty return for Garoppolo, the Niners may nevertheless be comfortable accepting a fourth or even fifth round pick should the Giants elect to absorb all of Jimmy G's $24.2 million base salary. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. The Giants are not taking on that entire salary. Considering the G-Men only have $5.43 million in cap space, though, it's not likely that would happen. There you go. Now, they lay out a scenario that has the Giants giving up a third and Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones. i got to be honest with you, as a Niners fan, I kind of like that. I kind of like the idea of getting Daniel Jones back. Um, I He might be a guy that in the Shanahan offense... Um, he he might be a pretty decent fit there, actually, especially at backup. Um, so I I can't I can't say I hate that. Now the thing I can tell you right now, I don't see them getting a third round pick and Daniel Jones. I don't see that happening. New York won't trade for Garoppolo outright. That much is certain. But trading away Jones, the Giants would clear over four million in cap savings. Now San Francisco wouldn't have to keep Jones on its roster especially with backup quarterback Nate Sudfeld having a fully guaranteed $2 million contract for 2022 by parting ways with Jones. It, in the immediate aftermath, the 49ers would clear the quarterback's roster bonus of just over $3.2 million. This might be enough to convince the G-man to bite, and it's all, all purely speculative at this moment. Yeah, but what happened here is, look, when Watson... Essentially, when Watson got that little of a suspension, there's only two teams that look like they're in play now at all, and that would be Seattle. Seattle's only in play if there's an outright release, okay? If if Garoppolo was to get, all of a sudden get released today, then, yeah, it'd probably be a war of who would want to pay Garoppolo the most between the Giants and the Seahawks. The Giants kind of came out of nowhere in this, and it seems like they came out of nowhere because of how Daniel Jones is showing out in camp, or not showing out, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, And getting Daniel Jones back, that's interesting for the 49ers, I think. But they're saying that the Niners would actually cut Jones immediately. Well, if you gave me the option of Nate Sudfeld or Daniel Jones... I'm going to keep Daniel Jones. He's young. He's young. Anyway, yeah, he's younger. First-round talent. And at times, Daniel Jones has flashed. When has Nate Sudfeld ever flashed anything? I mean, this is the quarterback that essentially came in an Eagles game, and Doug Peterson lost his job over it. I, I never understood the fascination with Sudfeld and the 49ers. I don't get it. Um but the problem is they gave Sudfeld a fully guaranteed contract. You know, so they'd have to eat that. I guess they could cut Daniel Jones, but I don't I don't know. I'd, I'd keep Daniel Jones before I'd keep Nate Sudfeld as a backup because I think Jones could run that Shanahan offense if he was forced in. Uh, I think if I'm now guessing... I'm thinking I'm thinking Garoppolo gets moved to the Giants. I do. If the Giants are talking to Don Yee right now, then that's a big indication that this thing may actually happen. You know, if he's actually having conversations with the brass, Joe Shine and Brian Dayball, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I'll make a bold prediction. 
Giants get Jimmy Garoppolo, they win the NFC East. They win it. I think they, they win that division. Uh, because I think Garoppolo can go toe-to-toe with Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott. And Jalen Hurts, I'm not even putting in the equation. I mean, I, I'm just not high on him as a quarterback at all. So, tell me what you think, black and white sports two fans. Man, Watson's fallout affects a lot of things like Garoppolo. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our Black and White Sports 2. We're going to talk about Dana White, Jake Paul, Haseem Rockman Jr. Jake Paul has come out and said that that fight between him and Rockman Jr. is not going to happen. And it's got to do with a weight issue involving Rockman Jr. making weight for the fight. Well, UFC president Dana White, who we are a, we're big fans of, we don't uh, we don't try to hide that fact. Um, he has come out. He's not the biggest fan of Jake Paul. He has come out and he has slammed him, and he's saying, "No, it's not a weight issue, and that's bullshit. It's because you're not selling any damn tickets for your fight." And uh, so this is this is pretty wild. And this just came out. I don't know if Dana said it sometime early this morning or late last night. They sold under $1 million in tickets. That is nothing. I mean, that is literally nothing. UFC boss Dana White suggests Jake Paul canceled upcoming fight due to struggles with ticket sales. Not because of Haseem Rockman Jr.'s weight. UFC chief Dana White has suggested Jake Paul canceled his anticipated upcoming bout with Haseem Rockman Jr. due to lack of interest and failure to sell enough tickets. Paul was set to meet Rockman Jr. at Madison Square Garden on August 6th, but has put the brakes on the fight due to an issue with the opponent's weight. White, who has clashed with Paul in the past, has offered an alternative theory stating that the fight was canceled due to low ticket sales for the bout at the famously expensive boxing arena. Quote, I think they sold under $1 million in tickets, and it cost 500000 to turn the fucking lights on at MSG, he said. That's what I think. Not to mention hotel rooms in New York and transportation is very expensive. According to Paul's promotion... Rahman had lost less than one pound than he initially agreed to fight for, which is supposed to take place at a max of 200 pounds. Rahman weighed 216 pounds on July 7th and had reportedly offered assurances to Paul's team he was on track to make weight at the weigh-in on August 5th. However, Paul's camp claimed that, it quote, it became clear that these assurances were not made in good faith. The YouTuber's promotion team, Most Valuable Promotions, announced the news Saturday night as they said they could not work with someone who was conducting themselves in a deceiving and calculated manner. 
Paul was originally set to fight Tommy Fury, but the younger brother of heavyweight world champion Tyson Fury pulled out for a second time after he refused the visa to enter the country uh, to enter America. That's got to do with that um, investigation going on involving the mob, I think. The YouTube star called an emergency press conference as he posted a video to his Twitter account where he branded Rockman unprofessional before immediately changing his bio to read, Rockman Jr. and Tommy Fury were too afraid to fight me, and I'm not a real boxer. Laugh out loud. Alrighty, folks. Emergency press conference. You may have seen the news that Rockman Jr. has pulled out of the fight. This is not a joke. I am devastated. I cannot effing believe this. We just found out this news. This is just another case of a professional boxer just like Tommy Fury being scared to fight me. It's clear as day that these guys have been so unprofessional to work with looking for any excuse to to such more money out of the event to coerce us into doing things. And from the jump, I knew that the bottom of my heart that these guys didn't want to get in the ring with me. It's clear as day. And there's the full statement. I'm not going to read it, but we get the point from that. Um, Dana White, by the way, is an old boxer, old school, back-in-the-day boxer. And um, from the very beginning, he's had no respect for Jake Paul whatsoever. Um, I have read where these Paul guys have taken this boxing thing very seriously. And some guys have come out and said, well, they got some skills. Other guys have come out and said, well, this is a propaganda event anytime they fight. You know, I don't know what to believe involving those two. Uh, I mean, I don't have any ill will towards either one of them. If they want to go fight, they can. I don't give a shit what they do uh, or how they earn their money. But Dana White, he's been very vocal and very critical of everything they've been trying to do. And uh, he does not believe they're, they're legitimate. And uh, he also believes some of the MMA stuff where you got MMA guys getting in the ring with some of these guys. Well, you know, MMA guys train in certain disciplines of martial arts and have specialties, okay? And so, in other words, if they get in the ring to box a guy whose specialty is really Brazilian jiu-jitsu and they're not actually boxers, and then one of the Paul boys win the fight, well, that becomes up to debate. Well, are they actually fighting a boxer boxer? And now we got two boxers. Uh, they can't fight. Now, I read where Fury was not fighting because, frankly, he can't get a visa to get in to fight. There's a, some kind of investigation going on involving the brother, uh, the Irish mob. Uh, I did a video on that. It's pretty wild, actually. So... Tell me what you think. Do you think this is BS? Do you think Dana's right? Do you think he's wrong? I don't know what to think, frankly. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. You're tuning into. Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. 
The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports 2. Well, we're going to talk about this Kyler Murray contract uh, because there's a hell of a lot of controversy around it. Now, simply put, I wouldn't have given him this contract. Not a chance in hell would I have given Kyler Murray this kind of money. Um, But this has turned into a race issue. Who the hell saw that coming? Well, it has. Warren Moon has now come out and made all these um, assumptions, and that's just what he's doing, is making an assumption that Kyler Murray is being uh, criticized, and we see this a lot because he's a black quarterback. It's weird because Patrick Mahomes is what? Arguably the best quarterback in all of football. I mean, there's an argument there between Brady, Rodgers, and Mahomes. Josh Allen, I think, is starting to to flirt with getting in that conversation. And who knows where the hell Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert's going to be by the end of the year. Because both of those dudes can flat sling it. Well, let's get to this. Uh, because, I mean, I've got three stories here for one video. Uh, and it's got to do with Kyler Murray having a clause in his contract. And look, there's been rumors out there that he doesn't study. Okay? He just doesn't prepare like he should for uh, NFL games as an NFL quarterback. Well, look. The the Cardinals put this in there, and it has since been removed because it was called disrespectful. But they put that in there for a reason. Okay, there's reasons why there were rumors around about whether or not this guy should get an extension like he has. I'm going to tell you my number one issue with him. It's got nothing to do with his race, but it's certainly got to do with his size. He's a little quarterback. He's a little guy. And I've heard myself, Chris Sims, say that he knows for a fact that half of the NFL would not want him as their as their starting quarterback, simply put, because of how small he is. Plain and simple. I understand that. Those a damn good deep ball, to be honest with you. But, he, you know, look, he's done some character things, too, involving his team, removing all the social media, you know, uh, involving the Cardinals. That's, that's, that kind of move is not cool, okay? Cardinals remove independent study clause from Kyler Murray's contract. The Arizona Cardinals have been called an audible over the controversial study addendum in Kyler Murray's contract. The team eliminated the mandatory independent study clause in Murray's extension. NFL Network insider Ian Rapport reported Thursday evening, quote, after seeing the distraction it created... We removed the addendum from the contract, the Cardinals said in a team statement. My thing is, why did this become a distraction? How did this even become a story? It not only became a story, it blew up. And I'm like, you're shitting me, right? It's it's the Cardinals that's providing this contract. They should be able to put basically whatever in the hell they want to in there. Why? Because we're talking about $230.5 million. Face of the franchise. Quarterbacks are the CEO face of any NFL franchise. 
I don't see anything wrong with this clause. Quote, it was clearly perceived in ways that were never intended. Our confidence in Kyler Murray is as high as it's ever been. Nothing demonstrates our belief in his ability to lead this team more than the commitment reflected in this contract. Okay, well, let's get to this. Kyler Murray, this is Breitbart, blasts disrespectful questions about his work ethic after homework incentives revealed. During a press conference on Thursday, Murray lashed out, I feel it's necessary to talk about what's going on with me and the things that have been said, according to CBS Sports. To think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career and not be a student of the game and not have passion and not take this serious is almost disrespectful. It's almost a joke. He went on to add that there's no way he can go out there and play without being prepared. I'm flattered. I'm honestly flattered that at my size, he even brings up his size, I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not take it seriously. It's disrespectful to my peers, to all the great athletes and great players that are in this league. It's This game's too hard to play the position that I can play in this league. It's too hard not to study. It's funny, but to those out there that believe I'd be standing here today in front of y'all without having a work ethic and without preparing, I'm honored you think that, but it doesn't exist. It's not possible. He insisted that he has given a incomprehensible incom- amount of time, blood, sweat, and tears to his job, but did not address the con- contract clause. However, CBS noted Murray downplayed the need for reviewing game film in the past. In a recent report by the New York Times, the player was offhanded about game review. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. Okay. That tells you right there why they put it in there. Murray said, I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head, I see so much. Still, there was a bit of drama during the negotiation of his contract. There were no reports that Kingsbury has been heard dissing Murray over game prep, the AP noted. Okay, well, so (laughs) that's a direct quote from him, basically saying, basically coming out and acknowledging he's not willing to do what Tom Brady does. That comment, that quote right there, I'm not one of those guys to sit there. Well, bitch, I'm not signing you. I'm not giving you that long-ass contract. I mean, now that I read that quote, honestly, I got all kinds of questions about your work ethic now. Uh, I mean, just being honest, that's crazy as hell. So, all right, we'll take that, put that aside, because now I completely understand why the Cardinals put that in there. And now they've taken it out. I mean, come on. Come on. Warren Moon has decided to turn this into a black-white issue. I don't know why. Warren Moon rips the Cardinals for Kyler Murray's studying claws slapped to the face to black quarterbacks. Wow. Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon ripped the Arizona Cardinals for putting a so-called, quote, homework clause in Kyler Murray's contract, calling it a slap in the face to all African-American quarterbacks. 
Really? Because there have been lazy-ass white quarterbacks since the creation of this game. There have been quarterbacks out there that have been widely known, that have been white, that weren't willing to put in the time and the effort to study like they needed to. Ryan Leaf, anybody. That's nuts to tie this to race. It's lunacy. It's crazy. I mean, laziness ain't got nothing to do with skin color here. Nothing. It's nuts. It's something we were always accused of back in the day when they didn't let us play. Moom told TMZ Sports that we were lazy, that we didn't study, and that we couldn't be leaders, and that we weren't smart. So all those different things just kind of came to the surface after we had to put all that stuff to bed over the years. And just because of this deal that's going on between Arizona and Kyler. So, yeah, it's very embarrassing. I mean, listen, Cardinals placed a clause in Murray's contract, new five-year, $230.5 million contract, requiring to put in at least four hours per week of independent study outside of facility team facilities. The requirement raised eyebrows around the league, with fans leading the criticism of Murray's work ethic and widespread mockery on social media. The Cardinals have removed the clause. I mean, come on. Uh, it goes on to talk about um, talk about things like Jamarcus Russell, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Jamarcus had other problems besides just wanting to study, you know. Um, but it is what it is. Again, we've had white quarterbacks over the years that did not want to put in the time. So teams know, look, media members know, everybody knows what time a quarterback arrives, what time they leave, okay? The, the famous saying is the quarterback should be the first one in the building and the last one out, maybe outside of a head coach or their offensive coordinator, or maybe they all leave. And it doesn't help Kyler Murray that, look, the, the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, has a notorious work ethic when it comes to studying film and studying they're talking about four hours a week of homework of outside of facility team study look some of these quarterbacks do two three and four hours a day seven days a week of film study and they even do some of this stuff in the off season and you know i see that quote from the new york times and I got to tell you, between your size and and having to worry about your work ethic, uh, he's not getting that that contract from me. He's not. I mean, he does have ability. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I definitely got my doubts about him as a quarterback. It's got nothing to do with his race. I'm a look. I like Lamar Jackson a lot. I do. Throws a nice deep ball extremely talented, seems to have his head screwed on straight, seems to have a good work ethic. Patrick Mahomes, you don't hear anything coming out about his work ethic at all. I don't know why Warren Moon tied tied this to race whatsoever. I think it's wildly irresponsible. And look, I'm a Warren Moon guy. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever touch a football. Absolutely. And yeah, I can see where he probably dealt with some things 30 years ago. 
but not now, okay? You're not going to sell that to me now when we've had Doug Williams, great quarterback. He was a black quarterback. Did anybody question Doug Williams' work ethic? Because I don't remember that. I don't, and I can remember watching Doug Williams a lot. I'm that old. Yeah, unfortunately, I am that old. Um, I, I just think it's irresponsible. I think it's some soundbite bullshit from Warren Moon. Um, he's played the race card a lot before. Look, if somebody's lazy, it's got nothing to do with their skin color. They're just worthless as tits on a boar hog. Let's be real. Okay, hell, you can be white and not want to hit a lick. Plain and simple. And what kills me is we're talking about $230.5 million? Shit, you better be able to, you better be willing to go out there and perform circus tricks for that kind of damn money, regardless of race. It just kills me. The entitlement from some of these younger athletes now, it's crazy as hell. It makes me almost wonder if sports is going to even be watchable in another five years. And it's because when you sit back and you turn your TV on and look at an athlete, you're just going to hate the sons of bitches. And when they become so unlikable, you don't want to watch them. Your sport is going to become unlikable. I mean, shit, you got to be able to hit your wagon to somebody to root for. God, it's crazy as hell. And the, and the Cardinals kowtowing and curdawing this shit and pulling that clause out of that contract. I'd have been like, if you want to play for this team, we're keeping the clause. And and their uh, general manager, uh, Steve Keim, and Cliff Kingsbury could go out there and, and say, tell the media, have the balls to tell the media, y'all can all go, go pound sand and kick rocks. Okay, we put that in there because we felt it was needed. All they had to do was say, Kyler Murray or any other quarterback we ever sign is going to have that clause in in a contract. That's all they had to say. Any other quarterback would also have that clause. We're going to put it in there. It's now mandatory. That quick. Controversy over. I mean, we know how this goes anyway. 36 hours past the news cycle, it's not a story anymore. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, I've got all kinds of issues with this story. Tell me what you think, Black and White Sports 2 fans. Ridiculous. I wouldn't have given this dude this money anyway. You know, I mean, it is what it is. There's been rumors out there for years that his work ethic has been shady as hell. So, nah, you ain't getting it. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for the Matrix and Road Show. We're going to talk about Joe Biden and Netflix. Now, what's so funny about this is it's really karma. It's karma. Why? Because corporations like Netflix, 
got on the Biden train and drove this administration into office, supposedly, much like the mainstream media did. Well, guess what? Biden's inflation, Biden's economy, and his nightmare policies are now coming back to haunt Netflix. Now, Netflix has had a big layoff. Netflix's value has plummeted, much in the same way as Disney. A lot of it's got to do with leftist, woke ideology. Netflix is trying to get themselves back to the middle of the road from a content perspective. Why? Because they're losing money. They let go of a bunch of woke content creators. They've got a lot of employees that are woke, that are furious, that a lot of them have already been shown the door. Uh, So they're trying to, at least in some part, course correct. Uh, But it may not matter. They've got this new business model coming, and it's desperation where they're actually going to show advertisements. You can, in other words, take a lesser version of Netflix for a cheaper amount, a cheaper subscription, and you will get advertisements shown to you. Well, unfortunately for them, Biden's recession is causing significant reduction in value of what advertisers are willing to pay for advertisement. By the way, that's affecting us right here on YouTube. Right here on YouTube, CPMs are down about $2.5 per thousand views. Why? Biden's recession, Biden's economy, Biden's inflation has got advertisers not wanting to spend as much money as they were, well, every year before now, essentially. Netflix hopes commercials, this is Breitbart, will save its hide. But Biden's recession is seeing significant slowdown in advertising. Netflix is betting that a cheaper version of its streaming service with commercials will help save its hide as a company continues to deal with unprecedented exodus of subscribers. The problem is they went so woke that people just threw their hands up and left. And it's it's rolled downhill. It's affecting everything. But the Biden reception is throwing another hurdle in the company's way. A significant shutdown in ad spending, slowdown, in ad spending that is already hurting other streamers. Ad spending is cooling across the board as companies curtail marketing in the face of record inflation and overall consumer pessimism. With families forced to pinch pennies thanks to soaring and food gas prices, Corporations are rethinking expensive ad buys on TV and online. The timing couldn't be worse or more just for Netflix, whose executives enthusiastically campaigned for and poured millions of dollars in the Joe Biden's 2020 presidential campaign. The streamer is planning to launch its new ad-supported tier in less than a year in early 2023. No word yet on pricing, but it is expected to be a uh, cheaper than Netflix's least expensive version, which goes for $9.99 in the U.S. The advertising downturn is impacting the streaming industry, with Roku reporting a significant slowdown in TV advertising spend during the second quarter. Roku, which is a free ad-supported channel to its customers, blamed its weak financial results on the one-two punch of lower consumer spending, and subsequent advertising retrenchment with 
we expect these challenges to continue in the near term as economic concerns pressure markets worldwide, Roku said in a note to its investors. Advertising woes have also hit other Silicon Valley, Valley giants, including YouTube, which saw ad revenue rise 4.8% in the second quarter from a year earlier, the slowest since the parent alphabet began reporting that data. Wow. Facebook's parent company, Meta, fared even worse for the period, reporting its first quarterly revenue decline. The company is largely dependent on advertising for revenue. Netflix has resisted introducing commercials, but the last two quarters have sent the streamer to lose more than 1 million subscribers, something that was unthinkable less than a year ago. The company's stock is down more than 60% so far this year, prompting executives to lay off hundreds of employees and rein in the streamer's famously prolific spending habits. And part of it is, I, I don't understand why they're putting so much money into movies on Netflix. I never watch a Netflix movie. Like, as in original content. You know, I go over there to find something that I've seen before. One of my favorite movies or something like that. Yeah. Original programming, some of it's good. Stranger Things. Some of it looks terrible. They went so far left on content that... It's caused a major issue for them. And again, they helped drive this train. Think about it. Look, they've got a long way to go. Unfortunately, we haven't been in this presidency that long, even though it seems like forever. I mean, it's killing everybody. This guy's policies, he's a total train wreck as a president. We normally cover politics on Black and White Network, but this was more entertainment-related. And again, it's poetic justice. All of these companies got behind him because they wanted the orange man out of office so badly. And as they're seeing, this is their fault. Their political ideologies and their content and who they wanted to see in office is crippling and hurting these companies badly. Good Good. They deserve it. Hopefully they'll think about somebody that's more business-minded going forward when it comes to elections. But they won't because all these people are driven by Hollywood. Ooh, the cringiest, most leftist people on the planet. I mean, look, Netflix can talk about a course correction. And yeah, a lot of their content might, might start going back in the other direction. That's great. But how do you ever get these people back? I mean, really and truly, that left. Their pocketbooks have got to get fatter before that's going to trickle back down to a company like Netflix and for their uh, revenue to start going back up. Everyday people are the people that consume Netflix, and until their situation gets better, Netflix situation's not getting better, and until Joe Biden's out of office, their situation, our situation, everybody's situation is not getting better. Tell me what you think, Matrix and Roadshow fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now.
Richards and Roadshow fans, we are back with another video. And we're going to be talking about one of my favorite movie franchises of all time. I'm talking about the Rocky franchise. I grew up in the 1980s watching Rocky. Absolutely love it. Sly Stallone is one of my uh, favorite action stars of all time. Now, what we're going to be talking about here kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, Rhodes actually knew about this. And uh, I had texted him about it. I was like, wait a minute, there's a Drago series coming? And he was like, oh, yeah, I meant to tell you about that. Yeah. So there's going to be another Rocky spinoff here around the Dragos. And we already know, newsflash here, Creed 3 is being made right now and Stallone would not be in it. Actually, uh, Creed 3 uh, got pushed to... um, I believe March of 2023 now, he won't be in it. Michael B. Jordan is actually going to be directing a movie. Now, I love the first two Creed movies. That Creed movie in 2018 really caught me by surprise. Because like a lot of people, even Sly himself, he thought that the Rocky franchise was dead. Now, going back to 2006, when he made uh, Rocky Balboa, That was a pleasant surprise. I really, really do love Rocky Balboa because Rocky V was so horrible. But now I believe it's getting to a point now, guys, to where the Rocky franchise could actually really, really veer off into another direction. I believe that the Creed franchise is actually kind of teetering on, you know, maybe not being good anymore. I don't know. Like I said, I love Creed 2, but it was a drop off from uh, Creed 1. And now you don't have Stallone involved in it. So there's a lot of question marks. I'm still going to watch it. It may actually still be a a pretty good movie. But the Drago spinoff, Stallone is not hiding his frustrations. He is not happy about a Drago spinoff, but there is nothing he can do. Because he he doesn't actually own the rights to um, the Rocky franchise. Here we go, guys. Sylvester Stallone slams Rocky Drago spinoff as greed. And he did not hold bad words whatsoever. It says here, Sylvester Stallone came out swinging over the news the rap broke Friday that a Rocky spinoff uh, based on a Drago character is in the word to MGM and that he is not a part of it. And he put out, I believe this is on Instagram right here. He puts out another heartbreaker. Just found this out. Once again, pathetic 94-year-old producer and his selfish, selfish useless children are once again picking off uh, what is left of the bones of another wonderful character. Seriously, how do you weasels look in the mirror? I am sorry to the fans. I apologize to the fans. I never wanted Rocky to be exploited for this greed. Man, he is not happy about this. And uh, he's actually talking about Irvin Winkler, who is actually, you know, the producers on all of the Rocky movies. Um, In case you guys don't know, the bat story of Rocky is Stallone penned a script. He was so poor. That he sold the rights and um, he actually had to sell his uh, dog, uh, Buckus, who's actually in 
the first two Rocky movies. He was that poor. But the script was fantastic. Um, he ended up acting in it. They didn't even want him to actually uh, play Rocky Balboa. Can you imagine anybody else uh, playing Rocky Balboa besides uh, Sly? I can't. But he's not a part of this, and he's really kind of slamming how they're just, you know, doing another spinoff on another character. Now, Creed himself, Adonis Creed, is not um, a classic Rocky character. That is a brand new character. And actually, Slav was kind of brought in because of Ryan Coogler. Um, this Drago movie isn't even directed by Ryan Coogler. I'm not exactly sure if he, if he's even involved. Now, one of the reasons why I'm not down with this Drago spinoff. One of the real cool things about um, Drago and Rocky Four is that he was mysterious. You really didn't kind of know uh, who he was. And when it came to uh, the Creed franchise, when I first found out about it, I was like, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to bring in Drago. And the way they did it, they humanized Ivan Drago and his son. He was really a loving father at the end of the day. I thought it would be done. That's it. But this spinoff is happening and uh, Dolph Lundgren is coming back. Uh, Also, Florian um, is coming back as his son, Victor. And Victor is also going to be in uh, Creed 3. Don't know to what extent, though. But anyway, back to uh, Sly. This isn't the first time he's actually come out and um, slammed the Winklers. This is from uh, July 18th. Sylvester Stallone slams parasitical Rocky producer Irvin Winkler amid ownership dispute. And this is all about, you know, the ownership rights because he doesn't really have uh, the rights here. Um. David Winkler is a son. Sly calls him um, painfully untalented and his father, Irvin, the remarkably untalented and parasitical producer, Rocky and Creed before praising Winkler's wonderful producing partner, Robert Chardoff, who passed away in 2015. Uh, quote, if it wasn't for Winkler, that would be that would have um, been at least um, another three uh, Rockies. That would have been uh, wonderful. Frankly, that crew uh, are the worst. Un, I think they meant uh, unhuman beings right here. They misspelled it. I've ever met in the movie industry. I will forever love the loyal fans and keep punching. Remember, it feels good to clear your heart. So that, there's definitely some bad blood between uh, Stallone and Winkler, man. But uh, what do you guys think of this? A new Creed series is going to be in production. I believe it, it actually takes place after the events of um, Creed 2. We're going to find out more about the Dragos. I understand uh, Sly's concerns here. This is definitely going down a slippery slope. Um, this is almost like the Rocky verse now, you know, like the MCU. I don't think um, Stallone ever intended it to actually get to this point. But it is what it is at this point, man. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Matrix and Roadshow fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time.
Matrix and Roadshow fans, we are back with another video. And I don't know why these entertainment companies refuse to learn their lesson. When you're going out there trying to be woke and changing classic things out there, fans will reject it. I mean, if you look at uh, what DC has done to the classic characters that we know and love, Superman, etc., trying to make him gay, changing this, changing that. All of this wokeness, fans are rejecting it. But now, guys, a Canadian company now is trying to change Robin Hood into Robin Hood. And I'm not talking about R-O-B-I-N. I'm talking about R-O-B-Y-N, a female. Chat this out on Bounding in the comments. Global TV begins production on Robin Hood series to reimagine classic English folk hero as a black female Gen Zer. This has get woke, go broke, written all over it. It doesn't make any sense, but let's read some of this, guys. Confirming that not even the Sherwood Forest can offer protection from the current state of Western entertainment. Canadian television network Global has announced that production has begun on Robin Hood. A new small screen series which will reimagine the English archer of legend as a young black female ginger. I can already tell folks this is uh, going to be doomed to fail here. Uh, Robin Hood is a white man. Let's just be clear about that. Robin Hood has been um, Robin Hood for roughly almost a thousand years. If I'm not not mistaken, I believe that the Robin Hood legend goes back to somewhere around the 1100s. So I don't know, 900 years or so. He has always been an Englishman who is white. Robin Hood, uh, Robin uh, Lotsley. Now they want to make Robin Hood a black, black female. That's a Gen Zer. This is not going to work. Uh, following this original development announcement in January 2022, I didn't even know it, it was it was actually announced in the upcoming eight episode miniseries. Officially entered production on June 20th in the Toronto and Hamilton areas. Created by Canadian music video director, Director Etz, that's his name. And featuring a story by Orphan Black story coordinator, Chris Roberts. The eight episode uh, near, near fi action drama is described by Global as a contemporary reimagining of Robin Hood. So is this really good? Is it going to take place in modern times or it's just going to be like um, the interview with the vampire series that I talked about where? They just take the original source material and they flip it around and they start race swapping and that kind of thing. Maybe that's what it's going to do. Um, as per a synopsis of the series provided by the network in this modern take on the Robin Hood legend, Robin is a fearless young woman who is not just another superhero with abilities normal people don't have. Well, Robin Hood, the classic Robin Hood, never had abilities that normal people didn't have either. Uh, quote, 
She is a Gen Zer driven by the injustices of today who embraces the heroic, hopeful and playful elements of the world's most recognizable folk hero. It continues. She learns to fight for what's right to compare for and lead her followers. And like all Robin Hoods uh, since the first ballot, Robin holds uh, those in power to account by using their greed against them to help her community. So this is actually going to be taking place in in modern times. Boy, this just seems doomed to fail. Uh, turning to the pro- protagonist herself, Global Explain, uh, Robin Hood follows uh, Robin Lotsley. So they're using the Lotsley name. A young woman who's a masked hip hop band, The Hood, oh my God, is known for their inventive videos and anti-authoritarian message. Uh, she lives in a Sherwood Towers, a cluster of high rental rises in a working class corner of New Nottingham, a near sci-fi city where the cost of living has skyrocketed, leaving an ever-widening gap between the rich and everyone else, they added. The synopsis ultimately concludes with a hint towards the series' actual plot teasing uh, when Robin finds herself fighting for her home and her family against local property developer John Prince and the sheriff of New Nottingham, Robin and her band, The Hood, decide to fight back, uh, riding the wrongs of the corrupt elite to give back to the people who are living under their regime. Alongside the series production announcement, Global also revealed Robin Hood's um, principal cast, beginning with the news that uh, Jesse Romero was set to lead the series as the uh, titler Robin. So that is her right there. So they already cast the lead here, guys. Oh, man, this this just sounds bad. This has woke to broke written all over it. Um, Definitely. I don't know if it will actually be here in the United States. It probably will be. But um, I have no desire whatsoever to see this. I don't want to see a black woman Robin Hood in modern times. Robin Hood is supposed to be taking place in the 1100s or so. Uh, Little John, that kind of thing, Sheriff of Not- Nottingham, not in the 21st century as a black woman. No. Why don't they just create new characters? See, that's the problem, man. They want to take these original characters that everybody knows and love and start, quote, reimagining things. This will be a disaster. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Matrix and Roadshow fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. Matrix and Roadshow fans, we are back with another video, and this is actually going to be a follow-up video to my previous Rocky video uh, that I put up uh, yesterday morning. Now, there was a bit more to to the uh, Instagram post that uh, Sly Stallone actually put out. Now, we know that he was not happy whatsoever with uh, Rocky uh, producer 
Irvin Winkler. You know, they're going to be making this uh, Creed spinoff movie. And apparently Dolph Lundgren is actually going to be in it. And in that same post, Sly came out and he slammed Dolph, Dolph uh, Lundgren as well, who played Ivan Drago. So over here on TMZ Sports, it says Sylvester Stallone again lashes out at Rocky producer over Drago spinoff film. Now, I'm not going to really kind of hash that again. Watch my previous video. But here in this same post here, I actually ended at the part where um, he actually said, I apologize to the fans. I never wanted Rocky Rocky uh, characters to be exploited by these parasites. That's pretty much where I actually ended uh, my video. Now, I did not do it from TMZ. It was actually from a different website. But this is the part right here that I miss. He continues on. He says, by the way, I once had nothing but respect for Dolph, but he never told me about what was going on behind my back with the character I created for him with exclamation points. Real friends are more precious than gold. So, wow, man, he's coming down on Dolph now, the actor who uh, brought uh, Ivan Drago uh, to life. He said he once had respect for him, but I guess he doesn't have that now. I guess, you know, he's not a real friend anymore. Now, of course, uh, Dolph and uh, Sly, they also make um, Expendable movies together, too. I don't know the status of um, Expendables 4, but man, Sly, man, he is really, really upset about this. You know, Rocky is his baby. This is what made him um, a star. And we definitely know he has some owner ownership right disputes because he doesn't have any ownership in the franchise that he created. But um, down here, where is it at? Dolph Lundgren actually, um, actually replies to Sly. And this is also on Instagram. He says, uh, just to set the record straight regarding a possible Drago spinoff, there's no approved script. No deals in place, no director. And I was personally under the impression that my friend Sly Stallone was involved as a producer or even as an actor. There was a press leak last week, which was unfortunate. In touch with uh, Mr. Balboa, just so all the fans can relax. There you go. So he was under the impression that Sly was involved in this, but um, he's not. Now, I'm wondering why Dolph didn't actually reach out to Sly to kind of verify things about the Drago spinoff. I'm curious about that um, because he doesn't mention anything about um, talking to Sly. But he said that there was an actual leak on this. So somebody talked to Dolph about this. But it wasn't Sly. He never talked to Sly about it. So this is kind of ugly, guys. This is getting really, really ugly. Um, I know that um, Sly, man, he was trying to make uh, Rocky sits for the longest time. But after Rocky five at bomb, you know, he spent many, many years trying to get everything right. I remember when I first went into the Navy, that was actually talking about um, Rocky, Rocky um, sits. And that was in the year 2000. And Rocky Six didn't come out until 2006. So, and Sly thought the door was closed, and then Creed comes out, and now they want to do all these other spinoffs. I guess 
in a way, guys, it seems like, you know, Sly is getting a bit of the medicine that George Lucas got when he sold Star Wars. Let's just be real about that. George Lucas sold Star Wars in 2012, 10 years ago to the Walt Disney Company. He offered them his story treatments for 789. They threw it out and he felt very, very disrespected. And I'm pretty sure that Sly probably feels the same way. He has no say what goes on with Rocky now, just like um, George Lucas has no say in what actually goes on with Star Wars anymore. Remember, George actually said that he sold his babies to uh, white slavers. And I get it, man. I get it. I get it that um, Sly is definitely going to be upset because he created all of these characters. He created Drago. Dra- Drago was one of the best villains in movie history, if you ask me. I love Rocky IV. Rocky IV is still my favorite. And I know that I put up that review about the um, the director's cut, the special edition. Um, what, is, what did it actually call it? They called it uh, Rocky versus Drago. I said at first I didn't like it, but then I watched it a couple more times. It's actually grown on me. It really has grown on me. It's a different tone, but maybe I was just a little bit emotional about um, considering, you know, Rocky Ford, the theatrical cut is my favorite Rocky movie. But guys, what do you think it is? Sly now going after Dolph Lundgren, Ivan Drago himself. Maybe there'll be some kind of Drago Rocky rematch, you know, not in the ring. Um, Hopefully that, hopefully that friendship is not over, man. But Salah seems to be very, very upset about everything that's actually going on with Rocky. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Matrix and Roadshow fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Real quick, guys, before we actually dive into the video today, I meant to actually put this in the video, but um, we have a new shirt in the merch store. You can support us. You can get your donkey pot shirt. The disease that is destroying America. We're talking about the Democrat Party here. You can get it in uh, multiple colors and you can also get 25% off by using the discount code USA first. I actually like this uh, army green color right here. You can actually get a better look at it right there. 25% off guys. If you use the discount code USA first. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Brittany Griner here in this video, guys. Brittany Griner, as you guys know, facing up to 10 years in prison in a Russian prison for bringing in vape cartridges into Russia. And a trial is actually going on right now. However, there has been a proposal, according to the U.S., for a prisoner swap for Brittany Griner. Now, the word is, is that we have offered the merchant of death, Victor Bout. You guys know that. But I don't believe for one second that any American would actually think that This should actually happen. This is crazy. The Department of Justice is completely against this. 
But apparently Joe Biden has signed off on this. And actually Rose did a video earlier that Russia really doesn't even really want Victor Bout. But let's say that this actually does happen. Is this really fair? I don't think so. But guess who actually does think that this is a fair trade? That would actually be Victor Boot's lawyer. He was actually on with CNN. This guy is an American, okay? He's an American. And he thinks this is a fair trade. Brittany Griner for Victor Boot, the merchant of death. This isn't fair, but let's go ahead and react to this video, guys, because this is insane. And I actually have to give CNN credit. The guy that was actually interviewing his lawyer, his lawyers right there. Was kind of like putting some heat on him for this. Let's go and roll it. Thank you for joining us. First, I've got to ask, have you been kept in the loop about these negotiations, either by the Russian government or the U.S. government? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, happy to be here today. Uh, kept in the loop is is, a, is kind of a broad question. Let's just say uh, I, I do have some information uh, about uh, the, the progress uh, of how things are going. I'm just not sure. I'm not free to share it with you. Uh, but that information comes from the Russian side as opposed to uh, the American side. That, that information is coming from the Russian side. And Correct. you do believe that progress is being made. I do, yeah. I'm, I'm confident that this is going to get done. Okay, confident. So what do you make of the Russian government adding Kresikov's freedom to this prisoner swap? I mean, is it in good faith or does it actually complicate things for your client? Well, look, I, I don't know that that has actually happened. I, do, I know that there's a lot of chatter out there. Uh, the, the thing that you have to understand about this kind of negotiation is uh, there is always going to be some names put on the table back and forth, who we want, who we don't want. It, look, it's part of any uh, prisoner exchange negotiation. Um, the worst thing that happens here is there's just too much, uh, uh, I, what, what I call megaphone diplomacy on the U.S. side. The Russians are very quiet about it and the American side for whatever reason, a lot of folks are talking about it. And I don't mean you mm -hmm. folks. I, I just mean the folks well, actually, it was really the U.S. government because um, Anthony uh, Blinken came out and he's actually talked about it. And also um, the Biden administration has actually uh, talked about uh, Brittany Griner's case. But it was Anthony Blinken who came out and said that, hey, we made Russia a significant offer offer for um, Brittany Griner. Folks on the government side really should not be discussing it. So, so given that, do you think that the Russians would make the trade solely for your client, Victor Boot? Uh, do I think so? Am I hopeful so? Absolutely, yes. Look, it's, it's, it's no secret. They've been wanting him back for several years now. They've been trying to get him back for decades. That's not something they've ever kept secret. Why? I mean, you know, your client is a notorious international arms dealer. He's known as the merchant of death. Why do you think he is such a priority for the Russian regime to get him back? Well, look, the, the easy answer to that is the most obvious one, and that is at the time uh, the U.S. government targeted Victor Boot back in 2005, 2006, he was retired, living in Moscow, no longer in the transportation business. Uh, transportation it, business. Correct. That's your story. Yeah. Transportation business. Not the arms business. The transportation business. This, this is nothing more than his lawyer trying to paint him in a good light. What do you mean that's my story? I mean, he's that's an arms true. dealer, correct? Well, he's, he transports a lot of things. He transported for the U.S. government, as a matter of fact, back in the 2000s and 1990s. It's, just a, it's a very delicate euphemism for arms trading. 
Well, it, it's it's uh, it's no worse than this merchant of death moniker that you folks uh, in the media have continued to use on him. It's really not so. Frankly, in this country, we have more arms dealers uh, who contribute to mass violence and, and mass killings in this country uh, and are responsible for more deaths in the U.S. than Victor well, ever was. Well, well, we'll we'll get you in on that other topic another day. But but specifically on on this issue, I mean. On the one hand, an international arms dealer, priority for the Kremlin, uh, in exchange for a WNBA player uh, and, and an, Amer- an American citizen. Does that seem equal to you? Does that seem balanced uh, as an American? Uh, well, I'm not here as an American. I'm here as Victor Boots. You're both. Right? Well, I am. But, I'm, but I, my primary responsibility, you know, look, in my practice, the clients come first. That's just the way it is. And while I am a patriotic American, uh, I have security clearance. I have had it for almost 20 years. Highest levels. Of- OK, somebody needs to revoke his security clearance. Because we all know that this is not a fair trade. A, a civilian security clearance uh, an American can have. But I'm here on behalf of Victor Booten. Do I think it's a fair trade? Yeah. Because Victor Boot's been in jail for 15 years, almost 15 years. He's been thousands and thousands of miles away from his family. Mm. It's time for him to go home. Remember, his crime was a talk crime. No weapons were ever exchanged. No money was ever exchanged. It was a created crime created by the DEA solely so he could be charged in the district in this very city. And then they asked for a life without parole sentence for a talk crime. Remember, nothing ever got exchanged. Let me ask you this, given, given that you're in contact with your client, sure. presumably— do you know if he supports Russia's invasion of Ukraine? Okay, we don't need to go any further than that. Th- this guy, man, seems to be a crackpot lawyer. That's an American, but he's definitely all about Victor Boot, his clients, more than being an American. Victor Boot hates America. Victor Boot supplied arms to terrorists. And he says that this is a fair trade for a WNBA player. This is awful right here. This is completely awful. And this man has a security clearance from the U.S. government. I get that he's a lawyer. But truly deep down inside, he knows that this would be an awful, awful trade. This is not a fair trade. I don't care what this guy says. This is not a fair trade. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Real quick, guys, before we actually dive into the video today, I meant to actually put this in the video, but um, we have a new shirt in the merch store. You can support us. You can get your donkey pot shirt. The disease that is destroying America. We're talking about the Democrat Party here. You can get it in uh, multiple colors. And you can also get 25% off by using the discount code USA first. 
I actually like this uh, army green color right here. You can actually get a better look at it right there. 25% off, guys, if you use the discount code USA first. All right, guys, as you guys know, Deshaun Watson is suspended for six games for the 2022 NFL season for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. You guys already know all the, the legal issues Deshaun Watson actually had. Something like 30 women accusing him of um, misconduct. And now, two grand juries, of course, did not um, indict him on any charges. But the NFL did their own investigation. And now Judge Sue L. Robinson has said that Deshaun Watson must actually sit for six games, even though Roger Goodell has the final say. We'll find out in uh, the next couple of days or so, because I believe that the NFL has three days to actually say, you know what? Goodell needs to weigh in on this and he can actually increase that suspension because we know that the NFL wanted him suspended for uh, a full season. But um, we're going to be talking about O.J. Simpson here. O.J., one of the greatest running backs of all time, 2,000 yards in a 14-game season, one of the greatest running backs of all time. I remember when uh, ESPN had their um, 1999 uh, Sports Century listing the 50 greatest athletes of the 20th century. O.J. Simpson made the list. This man was elite, but however, ever since uh, 1994, People remember him mostly now for off the field stuff. But there was no doubt about it, guys. This man was an all time great NFL player. Of course, he made the uh, 100th anniversary uh, NFL team. He made the top 100 and he deserved to be there for his on field production. Well, he is weighed in now on Deshaun Watson's suspension. And OJ Simpson now says, hey, man, that's it. O.J. Simpson urges everyone to move on from Deshaun Watson's suspension. It's not that simple, O.J. It's not that simple. Uh, Goodell, like I said before, is going to have the final word. Now, guys, I definitely would not be getting advice from O.J. Simpson when it actually comes to um, men doing heinous things to women. O.J.'s last person. That I, that I would actually want to get advice from, you know, forget about the 1994 murder. We know what what was actually going on with him and his wife beforehand. Not going to get into those details, but. O.J. Simpson posted a Twitter video here. And. Um, he actually um, has like a almost too many video, but half of it is actually uh, remembering uh, Bill Russell. So we're going to react to the second part of it where he actually talks about Sean Watson. But he does tweet, you hide her. She made her decision. Respect it. So he wants you to respect the decision of Judge Sue L. Robinson. But uh, let's go ahead and um, listen to what O.J. has to say. Keep talking about the, the, the Sean Watson situation. They hired this federal retired judge. Uh, they obviously respect her, both sides. She looked at it. She came out with a decision. Hey, man, that's it. That should be it. People are saying, why would he settle if he was innocent? Hey, look, guys, he's not going to change anybody's mind no matter what he does. He can't change my mind. I think he probably was out of line with some of the girls, and I think some of the girls jumped on board uh, because there was a chance of making money. Uh, plus the fact that fighting it is going to cost a fortune. fortune. 
uh, I'm pretty sure the legal fees of fighting it wouldn't be much different than, um, than what he paid off in settling these cases. I'd just like to see it go away at this point. If I want to see negative and hear negative news every morning, I'll just watch Fox News Channel. They'll tell me what's wrong with America and everybody. I'm just saying. Take care. Okay, that is O.J. Orenthal James Simpson right there. Um, Is he kind of talking about himself, you know, because um, 1994 was almost 30 years ago. The trial, uh, 1995. People still talk about it today when O.J. Simpson's name comes up. Seems like, you know, he just wants Deshaun Watson's situation to go away. I don't think I don't think it's going to be that easy. I believe that Sean Watson is actually going to get some booze in opposing stadiums. We'll have to see. But um, he's going to be gone for almost um, almost two months. So we have to see. But O.J. Simpson, not the person I would actually be getting advice from. Now, obviously, O.J. probably did not read the um, the NFL's findings. Now, I was actually going to make a, a separate video on this. But Judge Sue L. Robinson actually pretty much confirmed that um, Deshaun Watson committed a crime. Look here. This is our kick here. Decision document on Deshaun Watson says NFL prove all allegations, including QB engaged in. You can see right there. Misconduct. Also on um, pro football talk. Same thing. Judge Sue Robinson rejected Deshaun Watson's categorical denial of the allegations against him. Now, I would actually pull up the uh, the filing, but man, it's pretty graphic. And there's no way that YouTube would actually allow that video to, st- to actually stay up on the platform because there is some graphic details. And Judge Sue Robinson said, yeah, Deshaun Watson committed a crime. That's re- that's what she said in his brief. Not knows exact words, but. She pretty much confirmed everything now. Of course, it's not a court of law, but essentially after looking over the 15 page briefing, she was like, yeah, Deshaun Watson probably should have been charged with a crime. That's also when um, one of the police officers out here in uh, Houston said the same thing. But uh, guys, what do you think it is? What do you guys think of O.J. Simpson weighing in on the Deshaun Watson situation he just now wants you to shut up, move on. It's a done deal, even though it's not a done deal. It's not a done deal yet. We'll actually have to see if uh, Roger Goodell um, is going to do something about this. And I believe that um, if G- Goodell doesn't do anything, I believe he's going to get a lot of heat. I, re- I really do believe that he's going to get a lot of heat. So now all of the pressure is off of uh, Judge Sue L. Robinson, and now it's on Roger Goodell. It's his ball game now. He's going to actually have to decide if um, Deshaun Watson gets the six games or more or less. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. 
You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrians for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Lori Lightfoot. That's right, the socialist Democratic mayor. An utter and complete dumpster fire and failure up in Chicago. I did a video last week where we talked about the fact that she is trying to stop the Bears from moving out of Chicago. By the way, they're wanting to move out because it has gotten unsafe around Soldier Field. They're concerned about that. They want to move out to Arlington Heights, and she presented some proposals. Well, as you can imagine, as part of said proposals, wow, she wants to give out, sell out the naming rights for Soldier Field. Now, Soldier Field has gotten its name because it's dedicated to veterans, service members, military that have lost their lives it's named after that. Well, as you can expect, and look, it, should it surprise us that a socialist Democrat has no respect for the, uh, the United States and the military? No, that shouldn't surprise us one bit. Okay, especially Beetlejuice. Uh, so, we're going to take a look at this because it's getting a lot of opposition, as you can expect. Veterans and Gold Star families are protesting Lori Lightfoot. And, uh, boy, she's... I, let, let's not attack let's not attack crime let's not take the money she's talking about renovating Soldier Field with to keep the bear let's not put that towards the police force to actually keep the area around Soldier Field safe I, I, I mean look just like a Democrat to show uh, throw uh, to throw money at the wrong place to fix a problem right instead of going after the root issue of crime and backing the police force which the police absolutely cannot stand her up there in Chicago I mean they lost a, a police officer last year they turned their back on her who can blame them who can blame them um, so let's get to this oh man absolutely crazy this is WGN Gold Star Families teamed up with veteran groups outside of Soldier Field on Sunday to protest Mayor Lori Lightfoot's latest proposal that attempts to keep the Chicago Bears in the city and not suburb-bound. Lightfoot revealed Monday of the city's efforts to keep Bears on the lakefront, which included a dome and dramatically expanding the opportunity of major sponsorships and naming rights. Naming rights would help pay for the addition which is expected to cost more than $2 billion. Critics panned the proposal as offensive, saying the stadium was built as a memorial to fallen soldiers. Quote, everything ain't for sale. This is our heritage. We have to take care of this. Tom Russell with the Canary Veterans Writer Association, Canaryville, sorry, Veterans Writer Association, Gold Star Parent, Gene Harris, Deem the proposal unnecessary. Our predecessors' mothers dedicated this back in 1925. There's no reason to do this, Harris said. Former Illinois Governor Pat Quinn introduced a city ordinance at a news conference Tuesday that calls for a citywide referendum to prevent selling the naming rights to Soldier Field. Quote, the name of Soldier Field should be Soldier Field forever. Amen. Quinn said in a statement, 
The people of Chicago do not want corporate names attached to their war memorials. Let's just take a look at this. Today, Gold Star families teamed up with veterans groups outside the stadium to protest the proposal. The mayor's plan to keep the Bears from moving to Arlington Heights includes adding a dome to Soldier Field. Naming rights would help pay for the addition, which There's is expected a veterans to cost right there. more than $2 billion. Critics say the proposal is offensive since the stadium was built as a memorial to fallen soldiers. Everything ain't for sale. This is our heritage. We have to take care of this. Our predecessing mothers dedicated this back in 1925. And there's no reason to change it. So, there you go. I mean, there. look, the veterans are upset. They should be upset. I mean, good grief. It's, it's amazing. We want to throw all this money out there. But the Bears have come out and said, look, they've deemed that area to be unsafe at this point. There's... I mean, Chicago is overrun with crime. They've gotten crime in the areas that just isn't used to seeing it. It's a war zone. It's gang warfare up there. And, of course, she doesn't want to back her. Her her prosecutors don't want to prosecute, and she don't want to back the police. Lightfoot. Instead of tackling the actual root cause of the problem to get the Bears to stay, and keep in mind, they can keep that field, even if the Bears move, they can keep that field as not only a memorial, but they can have other events at that field and the field not have to be bothered, okay? And it can still be a respect, these veterans. So there's all kinds of things that can be done here that might prevent this move from the Bears. Of course, Lightfoot's not going to do it. It should not surprise us one bit. By the way, Illinois got the strictest gun laws in the country. It's funny how that works. Strictest gun laws, gang warfare. Criminals are going to get their guns regardless. We keep saying that. Uh, so, tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Lori Lightfoot is a dumpster fire of epic proportions, and now it's affecting veterans, Gold Star family members, the Chicago Bears. Once again... Be careful who you keep voting for. Vote these Democrats out in Illinois. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our black and white sports. We're going to talk about Brittany Griner and her negotiations, uh, along with Paul Whelan, for her release, the U.S., a few weeks ago. And it was just rumored that they had offered up Victor Bout, the merchant of death, in exchange for Brittany Griner. But then we found out Saturday, CNN broke the story that Russia had actually asked for a convicted murderer out of Germany. Well, that story got updated this morning. And I've got to tell you, there's some things in here that don't sound good for Brittany Griner or Paul Whelan, frankly, in getting released anytime soon from Russia. So we're going to take a look at that. 
And very quickly, uh, I will just, I'll set the table so people that didn't see that first video, they will know exactly what's going on. Uh, Russian officials requested adding convicted murder to Griner Whalen prisoner swap. Now, what this is about, Russian government officials requested that a former colonel from the country's domestic spy agency who was a convicted murderer in Germany last year be included in the U.S. proposed swap for notorious arms dealer Victor Bout for Brittany Griner and Paul Whalen. Multiple sources familiar with the discussions told CNN. The Russians communicated the request to the U.S. earlier this month through informal back channels used by the spy agency known as the FSB. Now, the FSB is kind of what the KGB used to be, that they wanted Vadim Kasikov released. The sources said Kasikov was convicted in December of murdering a former Czechian fighter. Okay, so you're caught up there. Now, let's go down to where the updates come in. Adrian Watson, a spokesperson for the National Security Council, told CNN after this story was published that, quote, holding two wrongfully detained American hostages for the release of a Russian assassin in a third country's custody is not a serious counteroffer. It is a bad faith attempt to avoid the deal on the table that Russia should take. This is not good news for Brittany Griner. National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications, John Kirby, echoed Watson on Friday, calling Russia's request a, quote, bad faith attempt to avoid a serious offer. During an interview with Jim Scudo on Aaron Burnett out front, quote, we urged Russia to take that offer seriously. Quote, it's just that they haven't been willing to faithfully consider or even seriously consider the offer that we put forward. I would not say we've stalled. They asked if the negotiations had stalled. We very much want to see Brittany and Paul come home to their families where they belong. They're wrongfully detained. And we're just going to keep at that work. He's saying, we don't want to say they're stalled, but that's a really, really important line that he, and a direct quote. It's just that they haven't been willing to faithfully consider or even seriously consider the offer. So they're saying right there, they're not, they're not even looking at this bout thing really and truly. They're not seriously considering it. Russia, that is. Putin, that is. Asked for a comment, State Department official told CNN in order to preserve the best opportunity for a successful outcome, they've essentially decided to finally shut their mouth, okay? Because, look, the Russian foreign ministry down here said, we strongly suggest to Blinken that the United States should return to a mode of quiet diplomacy in all this. Multiple sources told CNN that even if it is not Kazakov. The Russians will likely demand two prisoners be released in exchange for Griner and Whalen. The Russian government officials have indicated publicly in recent weeks they want the release of Bout and Roman 
Selinsknev, a convicted hacker currently serving a 27-year sentence. Wow. So, this is getting bad because now it looks like Russia is coming back and saying, look, it's going to be a two-for-two swap. It's not going to be a a two-for-one slot uh, swap. And they're not even seriously considering the original offer. So the merchant of death, as far as Putin is concerned, as far as Russia is concerned, that is not even being seriously considered by Russia. Think about that. Joe Biden, the Biden administration, went so far as to make this ridiculous offer with this highly dangerous criminal and Victor Bout, and Putin is making him look like a total fool in all this because he won't even seriously consider the offer. And look, there are stories out there that it continued to go around from people. There was one I read where the lady said they chased Bout for 15 years trying to catch him. And she's like, no, it's a terrible idea to swap this guy. Of course, we're talking about a basketball player that when she was still here was disrespecting the country by protesting, protesting the national anthem. Trump said there's no way he would do it. I don't blame him. I wouldn't do it either. I think it's a terrible trade. Now, former Marine Paul Whelan, I don't know. I still don't know that you can do it at that point. And that's tough for me to say because he served our country. But this guy, this bout, is a world-class scumbag. And their counteroffer was to get this convicted murderer. They're not even seriously considering the original offer is the direct... We would like for them, they're not seriously considering their original offer. Yikes. That's a bad, bad look for Joe Biden and the Biden administration to have put this wildly terrible offer out there for this horrible human being and criminal and bout and then look like a fool when Russia doesn't even consider it. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. God, I wish they quit saying wrongfully detained. I guess they have to. It's my understanding they have to in order to negotiate this. But that's not how Russia views it. And I don't think they're happy about that. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word. 25% off now. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.